Welcome to Extreme Ag's Cutting the Curve podcast, where you get a guaranteed return on investment of your time as we cut your learning curve with the information you can apply to your farming operation immediately. Extreme Ag, we've already made the mistakes, so you don't have to. Managing your farm's water resources is a critical component to a successful and sustainable farming operation. Advanced Drainage Systems helps farmers just like you increase their yields up to 30% with their technologically advanced water management products. Visit ADSPipe.com to see how they can keep your business flowing. Now, here's your host, Damian Mason. Greetings. Hey, welcome to another episode of Extreme Ag's Cutting the Curve podcast. That's right. Invest a few minutes here with us and we'll shorten your learning curve by days, weeks, or even years. I'm sitting with Stuart Sanderson. He is a cousin to Chad Henderson and he is the uh, other side of the farming operation here, the fifth generation farming operation that is of Henderson Farms. We're going to be talking about managing personalities, managing, managing your traits and your strengths. This is very important for your farming operation to to be successful but also to expand and grow because let's face it not every person can be amazing at everything in fact none of us are so we're going to talk about exploiting your strengths and uh, also working around others weaknesses to make a very harmonious and thriving farming operation Stuart sanderson welcome to extreme ags cutting the curve podcast uh, thank you for having me all right so we're sitting here in the offices of henderson farms in madison alabama you spend more time in here than your cousin that's right uh you know it's part of what i do you know you look around behind us in this room and on the walls you're not gonna see crops growing in here but what you will see is evidence of crops we produced and crops we plan to produce and kind of the future of of, of where we're going and even a look back in the past of where we've been speaking of the past give us a quick little breakdown because people that keep up extreme ag certainly are familiar with chad because of all the whole yield contest stuff and whatnot and that's production stuff but uh, you came in here and then more evolved in to the business behind uh, behind the scenes, uh, meaning not in the field uh, part of it, which is a very important part of production agriculture, is the business part of it. Give us the background. You're 50 years old, or you're going to be 50. Take us from uh, you know growing up. Were you here? Were you out here running around these fields when you were a kid? Grew up in the dirt roads around here and the dirt fields around here. So agriculture was always a passion of mine. It's always something I wanted to do, and the family aspect of of it was uh, was a bonus also to be able to work so close with my family. So yes, Chad and I grew up around here, and uh, I went to college. Uh, Chad stayed here and worked and become very successful at what he does and what he provides for this farm and uh i went for a little bit higher education at the time our farm was growing and you know we could see what was coming as far as the strengths and weaknesses that we're going to talk about where i could come back and fill in a gap that we may have had as far as from a business side so i went to the university of alabama which is rare in itself somebody for agriculture will be uh, graduated from the university of alabama but uh my degree was in in business and in marketing and as i come back into the operation we were very fortunate that we started growing acreage wise and with that we got new opportunities and with those opportunities became uh more of a on the business side to where i took over 
all of the financial end that's one thing that i do for the farm and stuff and so it's uh it was kind of a transition uh i'm still a kid at heart i'll be 50 years old uh but my greatest days are still when i get actually get to run the equipment and so those those are few and far between not not as many as they used to oh, be. oh yeah i mean it's fun it's fun going out and being uh, on a piece of equipment i i still enjoy it myself certainly i don't have a combine but uh, i rent my stuff out but i enjoy i enjoy getting out <laughs> on my on my Kubota utility tractor and uh doing stuff so let's talk about this um so you were raised around here you you had your hands dirty you knew this were you always thinking about coming back to this or did you get out of school and then go uh work for a while before you came back what was the transition from age 22 on well i think that anyone that is if they come up in a farming operation or around one uh you need to understand what your passion is because that is the one thing that you have to have to either start in this farm continue in it finish it or come back to it you have to have a passion for the land and the crops and what you produce and so when i went to school i had two goals in mind uh one was of course to get an education in something mm. now was that farming not at the university of alabama no. so no, no, ag, uh, no ag program there no ag program there so you know at the time what was everybody wanting to go into in the 90s engineering was uh, the thing okay and so in the back of my mind i thought well i'll try the engineering route and i could still use that if i came back to the farm but i could not get the farming out of my mind mm -hmm. the passion still burned it still kept me up at night and so i decided then all right i do want to come back to farm and i do want to come back and be involved in agriculture but what i will tell everyone that's young is is take the opportunities because the opportunities just increase exponentially every year as right. far as education technology and everything that's involved not just in the world around us but in farming so i think it's important for somebody young uh, to go and see what else is out there to discover if that passion burns. So did you go to work in the, uh, for a couple of years in some sort of uh, non-ag industry? No, I did not. Had plenty of opportunities, too. Uh, had a lot of great opportunities presented to me uh, as a senior from the University of Alabama. But I always knew I wanted to be back here, and it just the opportunity was here to come back and get into the family partnership. And so we just took that opportunity so you came in you're 22 or 23 years old and then uh tell me about the evolution because chad obviously is geared toward production i mean as he's out here setting records he's looking at um you know uh, the molecules of potassium uh <laughs> and that kind of stuff which is important uh that's uh that's not my thing uh because I'm I'm not quite technical enough about to want to get into uh, the zinc composite, uh, you know, found in a leaf tissue or something. But that's probably what these you know these producers want to do. Did you say you know what we're going to divide, or did it naturally happen? Well, along with the micromanaging of everything that you're talking about, what Chad does, and I think that there's uh, no one better that what he does as far as looking at the plant and analyzing and understanding just how everything flows through it well on the other side of that this is a business mm -hmm. and so in order for the micronutrients to flow through the plant those micronutrients have to be purchased yeah right uh, they have to be budgeted things like that have to happen to, to take place and so um he couldn't focus on what i do i couldn't focus on what he does and so we had to have a how long how long, until, how long until that became evident uh well 
probably pretty soon i guess early on in our partnership when we when my when my grandfather uh decided to step back and mm-hmm. my cousin and i bought into his shares mm-hmm. and so we become uh a third partner with with chad's father and we had the opportunity to grow that's mm-hmm. that's the biggest thing uh whether we wanted to make a transition or not uh the opportunity to grow our farm helped us transition into that because we saw that there was a need that we individually had to be able to do different things we couldn't all three sit in the office productivity goes down well, that, that's the thing so the division of the uh, it becomes like okay because you're both young guys now he's been here and you come in you're a little bit odd man out but it's like then maybe the first few months you're you're figuring that out but you said pretty early on it became well, maybe i should be the guy that's in here purchasing inputs that's right because it you know you you cannot ever fault a successful farming operation for what they've done right you know and so one of the things that we do and you know a family partnership it is what it is it's an interesting dynamic it's it's not just you know everything is great everything's working good it's a lot of oil and water mixture right there which is a good thing because i have ideas he has ideas and so you never want to change the the whole dynamic of how a farming operation works. But what you want to do is you want to try to make each individual aspect of that operation better. And that involves tweaking. It may involve changing things. It's like if you look around our farm right now, um, Chad's son and my son represent the fifth generation to come in this farm. Right. Uh, there are only two small facilities, little buildings, this house being one of them, and an old rundown hog barn out on the east side of the property right here is the only thing that existed, still exists from the time that my cousin and I became partners in this farm. Now, is that a good thing? It's a bad thing. It's progress. Right. Things needed to happen. So changes right. needed to happen. And so we have that understanding because there is a, such a trust factor uh, between Chad and I that it trumps uh, adversity. All right. So you got this uh, thing. He said it sorted, sorted itself out pretty early on, uh, you know, well, 25 so years ago. You said, all right, I'm going to run more of this. It's pretty obvious that this is a personality thing. You know, I wrote a book about it where I talked about your your five P's of of your business personality. You got production. There's people that are all about production. Chad's that guy. There's process. I couldn't stand it. These people, engineers are into process, right? Right. Stuart, they they love the whole thing. But there's a certain amount of processes that happen in a farming operation. So you've got to understand that. Then there's the people part of it. You got employees. You got to be a people person. So what part of your business personality is a people person? You got the promotion. Maybe not as important uh, in, in a commodity ag production setting, but more and more we have to promote what we do and promote ourselves so that the neighbors aren't suing and all that sort of thing. And there's, of course, the profit personality where it's about money, money, money. There's some people that are amazing at managing processes that couldn't balance their checkbook. That's correct. So tell me on those five things. Uh, give yourself a, a, a score on all of them. Uh, production. Well, production, I'm... We're going to call up Chad an A-plus on that one, I think. <laughs> Chad's an A-plus. Uh, when it comes to really pushing the crop, again, he's the A-plus. Uh, you're, you're, good, you're good enough for a passing grade? I'm, I'm good enough for a passing grade. I'll, I'll, I'll give myself a high B or an A because I've got a lot of corn titles myself. All right. Uh, you know, so I, right. I get involved in that, too, All a little right. bit. Got it. And then uh, process. The process... Um, I can't think of the word process without thinking about where I graduated from school, University of Alabama. Nick Saban, process. Mm -hmm. Process works. Now, what is the process? 
It's different for every farming operation. I think for Alabama football, the process is pay your players a lot of money (laughs) under the table. But anyway, that's uh, all right. So process works. There's no question. Who's more of a process person, Chad or you? Well, you got to look at the areas that we're in. If you're talking about taking seed from the bag to harvest, Mm -hmm. He's as much process-oriented as that mm-hmm. as I am when I come out here and fill out a budget mm-hmm. from the first of the year to the end of the year yeah, so, or when I look at our crop production so you're, you're, Stuart, what you're doing is you're applying your process strength to different processes. That's uh, right. Yours is about looking at cash flows or um, pulling the trigger on marketing contracts, et cetera, and his is about when that uh, when that product need, when that when that plant needs treated uh, with something or something. That's like right. Chad, Chad processes in in real time activity, mm-hmm. and what I mean by that is what's going on right now today on the farm with that on, with that crop. Yeah. I process things uh, not just in real time, but in past time and future and what i mean is, is i process a lot of data mm-hmm. uh i try to understand what's going on with the markets mm-hmm. um people say hindsight i don't i don't like to think of hindsight i like to think of it as data management i don't manage hindsight because you can't do that so my process is managing the data from year to year on the farm and understanding why markets act differently with what's going on okay uh-huh. it's rained in iowa yesterday guess what beans down 20 cents corn down 10 12 yeah, cents yeah. wheat down 15 cents yep. i've got to process that okay yep. i have to make notes of that you're giving yourself a, a high ba on process well when it comes to outside but in here i'm an a you're an a all right then uh, obviously we know we're gonna give you an a on the profitability because you look every day at the money right but we're not to that one yet we're gonna get to what i said the next one was production process uh people people who's the manager chad manages employees i write their checks okay and then <laughs> and then we we all sit at the end of the day and talk though uh-huh. promotion uh, that's probably less important in your thing than it would be for, say, a, uh, a small uh, service-oriented business. Well, not really, um, because we are ag people. We provide a service. We provide a commodity. Um, I think that we provide better than anywhere on the globe. I mean, still in this country, uh, the average American spends less than 10% of their disposable income on food and fiber. You can't get those ratios anywhere in the country. So if you want to talk about promoting, I've been I've been through the American Soybean association leadership program i've been through the national corn growers association leadership program made multiple trips to dc uh, spent a lot of time in and out of congressional offices i've testified on many state committees and i do that to promote we host people on our farm throughout the year and it's a process and what that does is it's not always about uh, going out and tooting your own horn, but the more that you promote what you do, the more yeah. that you promote that what we do on Henderson Farms is a quality product, when it comes time for acquiring more land mm-hmm. or expanding our operation in different areas. There's, there's a promotional aspect There's of that. a promotional aspect right. of that. There are relationships that are built yep. uh, through that promotion That's right. that um, have really benefited us a lot over the years. You know, it's interesting that uh, I, I kind of thought about, and I, and I kind of was doing that on purpose, that, okay, the, the, the garage door service company, they got to promote their services, and you're saying, ah, well, why do you got to do it when you are producing soybeans? Well, like you said, 
you want to be uh, first in line when that chunk of land comes up. You want to make sure that opportunities come your way. You want to make sure. That, so there's a certain amount of salesmanship that goes to all that. Absolutely. Uh, right now, let's let's just take let's just take my corn crop for instance. I have people from four different states that contact me every year that want to purchase my corn. Well, how do they know about Henderson Farms when you're talking about people from Georgia, Tennessee, North Carolina, right. and Alabama? That's because we have put a product out there that gets attention. <clears throat> Last one, profitability. Obviously, anybody says, well, I want to be profitable. You know, I'm not here working for free. <laughs> but what I use that, since it was my fifth P, to really mean a money mind. I know people that are brilliant um, you know, creatives, and they say, I just want to be creative. I don't like to deal with money. And I say, well, go be creative uh, down at the homeless shelter because that's where you're going to be. And I'm not being mean. I'm being honest. This is a business. It we're is sitting, a business. We're sitting in, a, in an old farmhouse that's been converted to a farm office, and is a business businesses have to make money they have to be solvent um it's need to talk about the farm lifestyle it's need to talk about you know walking out and looking to crop and holding hands with your you know your child and grandkids and all that but it ain't there if they ain't the money well it's just like um we've been taking a lot of pictures this time of year you get some just i mean absolutely stunning sunset pictures over the wheat field and so my son who does a lot of blogging and stuff he, he said what do you think about these sunset pictures dad and i said brought to you by who <laughs> and he said well, what do you mean brought to me by who he said you talking about brought to me by god i said well that's the correct first that's answer correct. he said um well i wouldn't be out here if uh we weren't farming yeah. i said okay keep going uh-huh. i said what's in the picture he said well there was wheat and we harvested there's combines there's grain carts there's some trailer trucks there's there's some of our, our guys out here everything that makes that your norman rockwell agricultural picture snapshot of what's going on and so all that how do we get there we have to be profitable we have to be solvent like you said that's a great word to uh, to talk about it there we have to be in those positions and as agricultural business men and women ranchers everybody across the country the agriculture you know one of the things we have to realize is when to take profits yep and that's one of the hardest things sometimes for uh us to do is know when to take a profit because every once in a while you'll have a year like this well there's 15 dollar soybeans yeah well, there's seven eight dollar corn well there's seven or eight dollar wheat okay well, what does history tell us about those years? They're, they're, they're not long-lived. They're, this they're is, not long-lived. This is, this is a super cycle that you generally don't see lasting forever, right? I've seen these prices. Chad and I have seen these prices, I think, twice. I was going to say three times. Twice to three our, times in the last 25 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, yeah, we take we take a lot of opportunities when those prices come along but the biggest thing is is remaining profitable if we can't remain profitable we can't continue to do what we do and a lot of that is how you determine your character how you manage your success and failures because the interesting thing about agriculture is the exact same if you think about think about what i'm saying here the exact same variables that make us a success out here are the exact same variables that make us fail rain sunshine wind temperatures you put all those in the perfect world we have perfect crops you put all those in the imperfect world we have imperfect crops all right now let's get back to the personality part of it because that's what we told everybody this episode was about um 
you're the one that's saying we're going to pull the trigger and we're going to execute these contracts. And then does Chad say, or you know, your your uncle Mike, does he say, no, I think things are going to go higher. There's got to be a division of no. Some things are collaboration, but some things that's my responsibility. How's that work? I have total autonomy over that there's no questions i ask there's no second guessing there's no why did you do this why is this uh, and uh, of course you got dogs barking That's out there okay. so <laughs> that, so but, when you talk about dividing uh then uh, the responsibilities that's the part that works is that they say okay you are the the, the, the you're going to be the business manager and uh, then we, we appreciate the dialogue but you make the decision that's right uh and now you know we when chad and i come into this it's a, there's a hierarchy in a farm there always is we will defer mm-hmm. to uncle mike on everything that we do i communicate with him every contract i make i uh-huh. communicate with him why i did that why i do that yep. why i may make puts calls why i may hedge keep him involved in it but when it comes to doing it i make the final decision in that and that's not just something that you know every farmer says, okay you go do this you go do yep. this it's it's built up trust over the years yeah there's there's a relationship and there's a fact that okay we trust Stuart to do this disagreements always if you have if, if you're not having disagreements are you really doing what you need to do to keep a farm going in the right direction because it's questions it's not necessarily a disagreement but it's a question is why are you doing this well i don't see that well let me show you how okay uh-huh. if 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 someone on our farm asked me a question about why are we doing it this way and i have a chance to educate them on why xyz process works or why xyz process doesn't work it does two things okay it makes me stronger and it empowers the person i'm talking to sure and helps broaden their mind and vice versa if it's the other way around i'm not perfect if i'm if if i was perfect probably wouldn't be sitting here because i'd have sold our commodities at all the high prices for the last 25 years i'd be retired on an island talking to you on a zoom call that which of course (laughs) right uh so as far as the exploiting the strengths of other people's personalities what about the what about the the senior patriarch there your uncle that's chad's father what was his strength and personality thing that he did uh and then also does he see that you guys are really executing and and exploiting your strengths personality wise yes uh my uncle one of his greatest personality traits assets to the farm uh it starts with his integrity okay so mike's integrity what about with those things we talked about is he a production guy or is he a business guy uh he's he's he had to be both had to his, be both because he had the farming be, operation wasn't as big as it is now that's right and uh my grandfather was here and so my it was my uncle it was my uncle on the tractor it was my uncle in here on the yeah. books it yeah. was my uncle writing yeah. the checks it was my uncle marketing and and it, it's different now i mean we our crop rotations have changed and if you go back 30 and 40 years ago uh, a lot of farmers were taking the prices at the elevators there wasn't as much consideration as we do now to forward contract I mean yesterday I I sold wheat for 2022 we're harvesting 21 wheat crop we haven't planted 22 wheat crop won't plant it for a few more months but I'm already selling some 22 wheat crop it used to not be 
that much involved in it. But let's think about this. If you go back to 1970 to where we are now, our yields in wheat, corn, soybeans, uh, milo, whatever the crop is, have increased dramatically through yeah. technology and production. So it's a it's a it's a bigger game. It's still the same game, but it's a lot bigger than it used All right, to be. Speaking of bigger game, we got people listening to this, watching this, and they're saying, "All right, you guys are uh, you know bigger operators, and you've got uh, several hired employees, and you've got uh, a few owners. Uh, we're going to get there. What do they need to know about managing the strengths?" Of, of your aptitude as well as personality versus the partners that you have? What's the recommendation you give? Well, the recommendation first is to understand that um, if you've got a partner you're coming into it with, if you want to grow the business, you may not necessarily want to grow it the same way. That's not a bad thing. Uh, you know, you need to have different directions because agriculture is it's evolving like everything else. And you can't just have a single mindset if you want to grow. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just does not work that way because even though we have more technology, I mean, you, you look at technology, you, you look at how we're tied into what we do i can leave this farm tomorrow and go for a vacation but i'm really not gone because of how technology no, you can still be on your phone selling 22 phone, you can still, still tell 22 to here. yeah we can still be plugged into it so what about man, uh, managing managing growth is the big thing okay so uh, managing the growth let's talk about managing the strengths and personalities we know that they they want to grow you know businesses uh like to grow to keep them getting stagnant do they need to divide up uh, based on strengths and personality traits uh, to be successful? Yes, I think you do, and, and, and for a couple of reasons. Because you cannot give 100% detail to every detail on the farm. Jack of all trades. You, you can be that. I mean, I'm sitting here talking with you. I mean, you come in here. I was returning some emails. I've been talking to my marketer. Uh, you saw me this morning. had some equipment stuck in the field. I was out there, you know, half knee deep in the mud and walking around. So I can go get on the combine, sure. and I will after a while. I can go get on the planter. Um, I can get on the sprayer, and I can come in here, and I can sell crops. Uh, but I can't do that every day because it sometimes I have to be more yeah. in, in here. Yeah. You, wear, you, wear, you wear a lot of hats. We all do. But you're saying, and I, I would agree with that, uh, that you should divide. And um, what about – what about disagreements okay i liked your point about that 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 means you're thinking that means that you're questioning how we can do this but disagreement without being um uh it is breaking the joint up kind of thing <laughs> and that's probably because you've done a good job of defining roles that is correct and listen it's going to happen you know why because here in alabama heat index 110 degrees it's hot <laughs> stuff's breaking down on the farm you may not have got a good night's sleep yeah. you're going to get at each other's throat uh-huh. okay and have chad and i had disagreements oh yes and we've sat right here and we've had it out we've had it out out there on the porch we've had it out out outside <clears throat> but you know afterwards you know when we when we get through we look at each other and we both look at each other and say I wouldn't want to do this without you. <laughs> Last recommendation then for the uh, person listening to this that's a farm operator, aspiring, uh, they're coming into the next generation, whatever. What do they need to know about exploiting strengths and managing personalities that you've done, that you've either learned from doing it wrong or you've uh, experienced by doing it right? Uh, well, the biggest thing is is uh, is accept your failures mm-hmm. and build on those. Um, 
you know your character is always going to be exposed with a failure and a success so the character that you have already instilled in you and if you're if you're coming into a a multi-generational farm you have intrinsic character that's in you it's there okay a drought does not build my character drought exposes what character i have right a 300 bushel corn crop does not build my character it shows what character i do have so being able to accept the failure being able to build on that failure and being able to look to your partner and say okay this is where i messed up can you help me with this and then they in turn say all right well i probably would have done something this direction Uh right here you know maybe we should try that okay and then in turn the relationship is you know well i made a bad decision on what we planted or what seed population or things like that not being afraid to fail uh-huh. uh, is a big thing that really helps determine strength and weaknesses not being afraid to fail and not being afraid to learn from it not being afraid to admit yeah. it we can't we can't be you'll, so biased you'll, you'll, and so you'll, arrogant that we can't see what's in front of us you'll learn you'll learn your weaknesses and strengths if you have enough uh, ups and downs is what you're saying I think that's probably the, true the, the downs you know you, you'll learn more of your strengths and the downs and you will the ups when it's up everybody's up when it gets down everybody gets down you know so it's about managing that and then you know the personality thing i think you have to have different personalities i don't think you can run no uh, a, a farm if everybody hey my my cousin's auburn i'm alabama you're in sec country today no, my friend no, there's, that there's should gotta, say there's, it all there's, right there's, there there's gotta, there's gotta be all that <laughs> but you know also notice and i think you didn't say this has been my wrap-up the one thing i've noticed uh and, and is that there's also a respect i respect yes. that you're you're really good at this i'm really good at that you're also not dumb about this you're also not dumb about that but let's also uh agree that here boom boom and then having a respect to, to pull that off so understand every ever understand every aspect of your operation but understand that every aspect of the operation does not need you on it every day that's the words right there by the way that we're going to wrap this up with i'm damian mason he's Stuart sanderson part of henderson farms the business side more so of uh henderson farms this is the extreme ag cutting the curve podcast till next time thank you for tuning in to cutting the curve could your farming operation benefit from better drainage lower costs and increase yields. Advanced drainage systems can help. From drainage solutions to irrigation and water recycling, at ADS, their reason is water.